Yeah, it uh, just shows that there's this connection between science and, and spirit. We are wired as to be spiritual beings. Podcast Junkies, episode 104. This week, we speak to Stefan Spencer. More on that in a minute. But last week, did you catch that conversation with Desmond Adams? How interesting was he? he? He He's so humble and so sincere that I connected with him immediately. I can't believe that he was putting off coming on the show. I've asked him a couple of times and we were supposed to get it uh, set up. And we have a mutual friend, Jeff Brown. And I'm just happy that it happened. And I'm happy we got to talk. And I'm happy I get to have conversations with my friends who are fellow, blog- fellow bloggers. Good thing I didn't say Frero blogger, fellow, never mind. So <laughs> uh, we connect the podcast movement as I do often with my friends. And it just gives me more conversations to have on the air with people that I enjoy speaking to. So check that out, 103. And so Stefan is also in that same circle. We actually were in a, in a mastermind group, Taki Moore's Black Belt. And he's doing a lot of good things. I'm actually holding his book in my hand, and it's heavy. It's called The Art of SEO, Mastering Search Engine Optimization. He is the man when it comes to SEO. He speaks frequently at conferences about the topic. But that's not the only thing he does. He was the founder of Net Concepts. He's a three-time author with the book I just mentioned and a couple of others. He's the inventor of, of Gravity Stream and automated, automated pay-for-performance uh, search SEO platform. And he's uh, blogging all the time. So you think that a lot of those things would be what we covered on this episode, and it's not the case. We talk about his investment that he made in himself to change his life, about the time that he spent with Tony Robbins and the Tony Robbins group, about how he met the love of his life through these conferences and how he's really just dramatically just changed his life. It's crazy. Like if you, when you hear a story about who he was and who he is now, it is night and day folks, night and day. And it was just fascinating because as we are apt to do here, we go off on tangents and we get deep into what makes people tick. And I'll tell you right now, Stefan is an incredibly interesting guy, and I'm happy we had this conversation. So without further ado, check out my conversation with Stefan, and uh, stay tuned for the retention hashtag for frequent listeners of the show. If you're new to the show, that's where we engage with our listeners and our family and and find out if they're really paying attention, because I give them a hashtag that's only available at the end of the show. And uh, we've got a new sponsor as well, PodFunnel. We'll talk about that. But let's have a chat with Stefan. So welcome to Podcast Junkies. Well, thanks for having me. We just start. Okay, well. We just start talking. <laughs> that, Surprise. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes we do a formal entry or I just ask you how your day's going. It's going fantastic. I told you already, I just landed a new client. So uh, I'm flying high. So not only, um, we were just talking about podcast movements and... Um, I was wondering if you could just repeat 
why what was so important or what you noticed differently about podcast movement that you haven't seen or that your 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 wife hadn't seen in other conferences that you've been to yeah so it just was a really genuine community uh, not that people are not genuine at other conferences <laughs> but they're making uh podcasts and and doing their their art because they're passionate about it and it's their, their kind of mission not to make a big pile of money because most people are not making money podcasting. It's kind of a cost center. I mean, it's a cost center for me. I even had my, um, one of my assistants add up all of the expenses. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> like $4,400 a month for, for your- three podcast shows, two of mine and my fiance, Orion uh, has her podcast as well. So three podcasts we're doing, Show notes, transcripts. We're doing a PDF, uh, you know, like nicely formatted versions of the transcripts with uh, stock photos and everything, and uh, episode art. Pulling quotes from the uh, from the uh, uh, from the transcript and using those in, in the episode art and everything. The social media, all of that, four thousand four hundred bucks a month. So. Whoa. But, you know, back to your question of uh, what was special about podcast movement is just a magical community of people. It's just really, really great. And uh, uh, Orion, for for one, was just so relieved to be in a community of people who are interested in making a difference in the world and not just having really slick marketing. Because we go to a lot of conferences. And uh, they're great information, and it's all about the money. Show me the money. So, how many do you go to a year? Uh, probably forty or fifty. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I speak at a bunch, and uh, we're in a number of masterminds, and go to a lot of seminars. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. I mean, I kind of am a junkie <laughs> a conference, for learning conference yeah, junkie. A conference junkie seminar junkie personal development junkie yeah but that uh, it speaks a little bit to sort of if from from the conversations we've had in the past about the story of how you've changed your life it's i think you're a big proponent of uh learning what it is you don't know in order to make yourself uh, a better person yeah Absolutely. I mean, I've had such a huge transformation happen when I, sh- I showed you what I used to look like uh, back before I went through my transformation. The before and after is pretty shocking, right? So that was a, um, a big kick in the butt to like go to the Tony Robbins event and do the fire walk and realize I, if I can walk on fire on 2000 degree hot coals, I can certainly go and get LASIK. <laughs> you know, I was a big wimp about that until I went and walked on fire. And then I made all these other changes and I became literally unrecognizable from the guy I was. And uh, that spilled over into my business and my, you know, my finances and everything. My whole life was rebooted just because I went to a Tony Robbins event and I decided to take action from that. And I want to share that with the world. I want, that's why I have my Optimized Geek podcast, so that I could share some of the wisdom 
that I got from all these other gurus and experts in areas like biohacking and uh, mindsets, uh, sex even. Like we've had sexologists on who have uh, just been mind-blowingly amazing. Um, like Jaya, that was a great episode of my podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I want to share this with the world, and that's where this podcast came in. And then I decided also I really am in the space of marketing. I am known as an SEO expert, and I need to have a podcast on marketing too because that's kind of my thing. That's my bread and butter. So now I have two podcasts, and it's a lot of balls to juggle. And um, I got my consulting clients that I'm working on too. It's, it's, it's a lot but I love it and I wouldn't do it any other way. I would never give up these podcast shows. I mean, I'm even thinking like maybe I should have another one where I'm just <laughs> doing like a, a, like an ask Pat sort of show where it's just me instead of having guests. Uh, I love having guests. I've had like amazing guests like Byron Katie and Dave Asprey and Jay Abraham. But how about just me? <laughs> like I'll be the star of the show yeah. and, Oh, then there's another show that I have to manage. And Orion's like, are you crazy? <laughs> you can barely manage two shows and then all your clients and all the travel we do. That's that's just nuts. Just, <laughs> But you're not alone. I mean, all podcasters think, you know, the minute they've got their, their one show under some sort of uh, system or schedule, and then immediately their their thoughts are like, well, I could, you know, because we always feel like as podcasters, once we've been given the platform, we always think that there's another topic that we can talk about and educate people on. Yeah, and there's another there's another format we could do. Oh, we should do a like a Q and A type of show, or maybe it should just be me and a co-host just riffing back and forth every week. It's like no, like shiny <laughs> object syndrome. Let's just let, let it go. Like just get solid and and consistent and just really on a roll with. Your two shows and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so ha- as you've started to grow um, the optimized geek, have you? I know in the beginning you mentioned that you wanted to have people on there that helped, uh, that were important for you in your transformation. And as the show has matured, have have you been looking? Um, are you still connecting with people that were helpful for you, or now that has has that now broadened to people that inspire you in a diff- in a different way? Yeah, it's it's broadened. It includes people that I've just met, for example. I hear them speak at a conference, and they're amazing. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is a topic that would be that would really resonate with my listeners. That would really help them. Yeah, let's let's uh, get them on. So it just depends on uh, I, as far as topics are concerned. As long as it's in the wheelhouse of life transformation, it could be uh, career, peer group. Partner intimacy, sex, uh, uh, you know, a- anything like biohacking. I just had, I uh, just interviewed Dr. Daniel Kraft this morning, who's kind of a big deal because yeah. he heads up the uh, the whole medical side of Singularity University. Oh yeah, yeah, so that was a killer episode. So uh, how, how do you? So you know, we all have this this idea in our head of what a really good episode sounds like or you know we have a we know that when we finish an interview we're like there's something about it that everything was firing on all cylinders so what are some of the criteria that you have so that when you finish an interview you feel like wow like that checked off like all the boxes 
Hmm. It's an interesting question. I guess um, what really, I, what I like to see in an episode is all of the kind of uh, wisdom and experience kind of shining through, whether we can cover everything in an hour. And, and these are long episodes. I, I usually do hour-long episodes. Um, so that's a lot of stuff. But it, it, they could go on for hours and hours because they're subject matter experts. Like Dr. Daniel Kraft could go on and teach a seven-day workshop and mm-hmm. still not be finished. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. So I'm trying to just get uh, a lot of value conveyed and have some actionable insights that people take, not just entertainment. And there are plenty of podcasts that entertain. I want people to like get off their butts and do something with the information. And if all they do is they passively listen, I've failed them. Mm. How, do so, you, so, uh, how are you measuring the extent to which the listeners are taking action? Well, that's hard. I mean, we, it's tough to have these kind of metrics. I mean, it's, we don't even know our subscriber numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, someday, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining we'll get that kind of data, hopefully. But in the meantime, you know, we just kind of make do and we provide as much value as we can. So I go out of my way to provide things that distill insights out of, um, out of the episode. So it's not just show notes. I have my team create a checklist for each episode, right? A checklist of action steps to take based on the interview. Okay. Uh, so that, I, I don't know of a lot of shows that do that. I don't think so. I can't think of many that do. And so do they, does that tailor like the types of questions you ask the guests because you have the checklist in mind? No, not at all. You know, I don't even have prepared questions. I mean, I'll, I'll have kind of general topics so with uh, Dr. Kraft, I knew that we would talk about um, uh, just diagnostics, different tools, apps, where things are heading, um, therapies, 3D printing of organs, all that sort of stuff. But I didn't know which specific tools we would go into. I didn't know what sort of directions we'd, we'd go. What you know, It's kind of a, um, the path will illuminate itself as you're mm. going down it. So. There are plenty of shows where you just have uh, set seven questions, yeah. and that's just what you do, and I'm the antithesis of that. I believe in winging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to your credit, it's, it's, it's a controlled winging it based on you having selected the right guest because you know your audience. You're, you're picking someone who you have an interest in speaking to. You're engaged in the topic. And so all those things together, uh, there's some there's some organization there that allow you to have these in-depth, hour-long conversations that at the end of the day do end up providing value for your listeners. Yeah, yeah. So I know I just kind of get in the zone. It's almost like you know, a flow state. Yeah. Right. And, and you can tell when I'm not in a flow state and I'm doing the, the interview versus in the flow state. They're just much better episodes. Hopefully, most of the episodes are uh, in the flow state. I, I think I do a pretty good job of that. So you've had some pretty big names on there. Um, you mentioned Dave Asprey, and you've had Tim Ferriss on as well. With, were any of those, or is there someone else that I haven't mentioned that was a bit of a intimidation factor in terms of the name? Uh, I've never been intimidated by a guest. 
by their stature or uh, name recognition or anything. I've had a lot of best-selling authors on. So between the two shows, uh, let's see, Phil Town, he has two number one New York Times best-selling books. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, Dave Asprey is a big deal. Um, Harville Hendricks. I guess Byron Katie would have been the one I was most starstruck by because I've been a a huge fan of hers uh, for a long time. But um, you know what? One thing I do that I think is kind of unusual is it's not just uh, me extracting brilliance out of the guest. I actually open myself up and I become vulnerable mm. in the conversation. Like I did a interview last week with Mark Dama and I let him use me as a guinea pig. He has this process. Um, so he's a, he does hypnotherapy and stuff. He has this process of, of um, having you go through these five areas of life and score yourself on a one to 10 scale and he had me do it live on the show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm game. Okay. So and then there was this one area that, uh, ac- the area of accomplishment. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not hitting all cylinders there. I just don't f- like, and in fact, I had an, uh, another guest on a couple weeks ago and we talked about imposter syndrome. And I think I have that. I even wrote a, a Huffington Post article about it afterwards. I was so impacted by that conversation and, the the, the uh, adjunct of this uh, comparative success syndrome is kind of an adjunct to imposter syndrome where you compare yourself to like what you could have been yeah right so if i had stayed on my track of getting a phd in biochemistry i could have cured cancer or whatever and i just went after the money instead so i, I have to deal with with that right so i'm like oh, boy i don't really these things don't come to the surface normally, but when I am open and vulnerable on a podcast episode with a world expert in an area like Byron Katie has eliminated suffering essentially for millions of people, literally millions of people with her process she calls the work. And she did it on me on the episode. And, oh, really? and like uh, I, I was open on saying, well, here's an area that, uh, is uncomfortable for me. Let's talk about um, my middle daughter who doesn't uh, speak to me currently and hasn't for a number of months. Uh, that still brings me a lot of pain. And let's use the work on on that. And she's like, "That, that great. Let's yeah. do it." And yeah. I did. And on on the episode. And I think it it really adds so much more value. It's not just instructive, but it's real. And then people can relate and they can work to use that in their own lives. They can see like, okay, this isn't just like textbook stuff. It sounds good in theory, but no, this actually, Stefan's a real person and he's got real problems like I do. And he works through them using some of these tools that these guests have, uh, have created. So yeah. When when did you realize that that approach was something that was going to have more impact for the listeners? Because a lot of people are afraid to go down that path, and they want to present the best possible face on the show. And as 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 that the host of the show, they want to have this image of themselves as, you know, for for lack of a better term, being in control. But 
um, was there was that something that you had in mind from the beginning, or was that something through as you started at doing more episodes, you realized that that could have more of an impact? It was definitely through the process of uh, doing the episodes, but it wasn't specifically from an episode that I got this insight. It was from taking Kabbalah classes. Hmm. Yeah, so um, Orion, my fiance, is uh, Israeli and Jewish, and and as a way to uh, connect with her in, in a deeper way to understand her culture and her religion. I started looking into Judaism classes, and I decided that the kind of orthodox or conservative Judaism didn't really resonate with me as much as Kabbalah did. I didn't know a lot about it, but it's I'm a big self-help junkie, right? So <laughs> it's very self-helpy, and oh my goodness, I just really resonated with it. It I could uh, just touched me, touched my soul. So we have gone through Kabbalah 1, Kabbalah 2, Kabbalah 3, each are 10-week classes. Wow. And now we're going back to Kabbalah 1 again because there's still more value to be gotten from the, uh, from the earlier content. It was my, all my idea, first of, all, first of all, for us to go to Kabbalah classes yeah. and then for us to repeat the whole series again. That was all my idea. And one of the things that uh, specifically relates to, to podcasting and being vulnerable and using this as a platform not to just show off my ego but as a way to really genuinely help people in a vulnerable sort of way was uh, the content in Kabbalah related to your ego. So I don't know if you've heard that Madonna is a big, uh, you know, big into Kabbalah and um, Guy Ritchie as well. He created a movie called uh, Revolver which is kind of a cult classic, and it's based on a lot of Kabbalah, Kabbalah terms and, and Kabbalah principles, including death of the ego. Like when you are out there in the world doing good without concern for your ego, so much more light is revealed yeah. from your vessel, right? It's just it's incredible. And so kind of, and, and this is tough for me because I'm a guy who has written three books and who speaks at a lot of conferences and writes a lot of articles and clearly is kind of significance driven if I'm doing all that, right? Kind of my ego is I'm a, a kind of I'm a I'm a bit of a big deal, right? <laughs> so doing this uh uh vulnerability thing was a little bit of a stretch for me, but it felt so much more like I was in my soul and that's, that, I, that's a good place I, to be. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. And, and I've been, I've just changed a lot of stuff about how I just interact with people, how I run my day. Like I start with a prayer in the morning and, and at night I'm before I go to bed. Um, and I was, I was agnostic most of my life. So big, big difference. Now, I had this big kind of spiritual awakening in India in 2012 uh, that helped me to uh, kind of get connected with the fabric of the universe and creation and, and that. But um, before that, pretty much my whole life, I was, uh, I was agnostic. So a little, a little different. Yeah, there's probably only a handful of folks... That were uh, studying biochemistry that ended up 
reading the teachings of the Kabbalah, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you'd be surprised. There, Probably there are now, a lot of yeah, nowadays, I think uh, it's fair game. What's fascinating is I had an interview earlier today, and we were discussing Fibonacci spirals. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting day when you go jump from Fibonacci spirals to the Tree of Life. And uh, I think it's just, I think it, for me, I'm I'm huge into all of this stuff. And, you know, I've, I've worked with plant medicines, and I have a deep, deep connection to spirit and the universe. And so... None of this surprises me because I think it's like, uh, like a vortex that you generate, uh, and when you like run in that space, like you just end up having conversations like this, and you end up connecting with people that are of the same mind. And I think people that are around you can see that you know there's something changing within you in terms of the the way you perceive life and how you perceive others. Yeah, and and these things are not mutually exclusive. They actually are very much synergistic with each other, the science and the spirituality. Like, um, I just went to Dr. Daniel Amen uh, to get my brain scan just because I heard him speak at a Brendan Burchard High Performance Academy seminar, you know, yet another seminar, and what an amazing presentation. Uh, he is just so brilliant. I don't know if you know who he is. He wrote Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Okay. Which is a you know, big best-selling book. So I'm going to have him on my podcast, of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I'll be interviewing him in a, in a couple of weeks. But um, what an incredible set of insights that when you get your brain scan, you can see, all right, so here is what's happening inside my head. And here are my behaviors. Like if I'm, uh, I don't know, not, um, if I'm stuck in, in a certain pattern or whatever, and it can show up in your brain scan, in the blood flow. And it's like, okay, well, did you know that there, there's a, a part of your brain called the God box? And when, um, when they stimulate that, like put electrodes, like if they have the, your skull open or whatever, and they um, stimulate that part of the brain, you'll have... Uh, spiritual like awakening type experiences really yeah so there's a part of your brain that is wired for um uh f for like spiritual awakening essentially and i imagine the uh has a different when that part is i think you said activated or touched it, it depending on the person they could have different experiences yeah, um, I don't. I don't really have a lot of data around this. I've just. I remember hearing about it, and I was very intrigued. But um, yeah, it uh, just shows that there's this connection between science and and spirit. We are wired as to be spiritual beings. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun to kind of go down this path and uh, go down the rabbit hole. Are you surprised to the extent with which you've become more and more interested in this topic the more you learn about it? Not really. I, I guess I just get more, um, I don't know what, what, what the word is, but um, I feel like I know myself more. Yeah. I, 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 it's like I'm, I'm shedding the layers in, in Kabbalah. These are called uh, klipot. The, the shells yeah. that that stop the light from being revealed. 
So I'm kind of peeling these away as as I and surprisingly as I'm doing more podcast episodes. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, so it's 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 kind of, it's a spiritual experience for me to do these podcast episodes. <laughs> I mean, some of them, some of them are just like, oh, that was that was good content, but some of them are like, wow, that uh, I revealed some light in that episode. I bet you didn't think when you were starting the podcast that this is a direction you would be taking. Oh no, I just thought you know this is uh, this is good. Uh, Good for my brand and good for you know getting content out there. It's just a it's a great opportunity. But now I'm like, yeah, this is kind of this is part of my soul calling. That's pretty exciting when that happens, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, and, and like there's a whole new pathway that uh, has revealed itself. Like I'm gonna I'm working on a self help book. Okay. I mean, in fact, this optimized geek podcast came about because I wanted to do a self-help book and I have a ghostwriter who is helping me with the book who's gotten some other uh, bestsellers um, uh, who's you know helped with some bestsellers and I did not want to just hand him over all these subject matter experts to interview that's that was the original plan and then I'm thinking you know that that's a terrible waste to have all these great episodes, mm-hmm. and, or not episodes, uh, just interviews that are purely used in, the, in a printed book and, and then the audio is thrown away. And it's just my ghostwriter having the conversation. What? What? You know, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's a travesty. You know? So let's get me on, on the interview. Let's record it and use it, not just for the book but use it for a podcast episode okay. and that's that's how the optimized geek started and then i realized oh, you know what i really need to do a, the marketing speak podcast too because that's my bread and butter so now uh, two shows and <laughs> both weekly both an hour piece uh yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> but do you i, I imagine you the way that they're progressing and that the way that they're growing and the, and the, just the conversations you have with these guests that continue to impress and inspire you make you feel that it's worth it and that you're, you're continuing to add value. Otherwise you wouldn't continue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm in my gift. Yeah. I, I want to shed the stuff that's not my gift. Uh, you know, the three D's delegate, delete, defer. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff that is in my gift, I want to do more of. And, Doing the podcast is in my gift. Doing the audio editing, not in my <laughs> gift. <laughs> Creating the show notes, not in my gift. Yeah. Transcript, not in my gift. Uh, episode art, uh, social media, uh, you know the, the posts for Facebook and Twitter and all that. Not, and I, I guess that's a skill I have. Not in my gift, though. Not so, what I'm here on this planet for. Herding cats, yeah, pretty good. Gift. <laughs> It's funny. Uh, it's, I'm glad this is an audio only episode because, uh, yeah, my cat's been just basically laying on my keyboard the whole time. I'm worried that she's going to disconnect the Skype connection. Yeah. So <laughs> she really uh, wants my attention. She wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. So do you, when when you when you went through that period where you had this transformation and you went to the Tony Robbins event, um, who from your 
family was the most surprised that like what they were seeing in terms of what was happening to you? Oh, they were all surprised. Yeah. I mean, it was a particularly dark time in my life when um, I was just really unhappy. I was going through a divorce and I was just socially awkward and just, uh, I didn't have a date for the first two and a half years um, after separating from my wife at the time. So I needed something to give me not just the the skills, but just a whole mindset shift reboot, right? And that's where Tony Robbins came in, but also I learned some stuff from Neil Strauss, from uh, Brendan Bouchard, and a bunch of other folks. It was primarily Tony. I, I, I even basically followed him around the world for three years. Oh, yeah. I signed up for his Platinum Partnership, which is a, <laughs> that's a big expense. It's a big expense. And then um, we went to India, we went to Cabo, to Whistler, to Fiji, um, South Africa, Botswana, Zambia. Um, yeah, all over. So what was happening to you mentally or and or spiritually as you were doing this? Because I, I think it's, it, I get the impression that you're like an all or nothing type of guy. <laughs> like when you find something and you feel like this is what works, you're going to do the, you know, the top level version of it because, you know, you, I imagine the the message is resonating with you very strongly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I go all in if I really like it and I think it's, it's valuable. I'll, I'll go all in. So, um, it was tough when I did this, uh, Tony Robbins thing for three years, you kind of have to put your business on hold to some degree because you're following Tony around all over the world. And uh, a good half your month each month is traveling to a Tony event or a uh, platinum trip or something. So yeah, it, it definitely took its toll on my business in some ways because I had to get back and implement all the stuff I'd learned. But yeah. the, the connections I made, the the peer group I have now is out of this world. I mean, some of my best friends are platinum partners. I'm not in it anymore. I haven't been since 2013, but these are lifelong friends and uh, people who aren't just successful, but who are really driven to contribute and to grow. When did when did uh, this? this desire to be someone who who can contribute to society become something that was important to you um yeah it's 2010 i guess i sold my company uh my agency it was called net concepts in early 2010 and so i had the financial means to do this stuff like the platinum partnership which is like six figures a year. Um, and I wanted to make a difference. I realized that I had resources now and, um, I didn't really have that. I mean, I, no, I, 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 I had many constraints. Let's put it that way. Cause I was, uh, in, in my company, I did not have a majority stake after the divorce. So I, I wasn't in control of the company. I had a board. I was one of five seats on the board. So um, 
just being rid of of that and having the complete freedom to just go off and you know follow Tony around and uh, go to other seminars and and all that as well. Um, I I just had this strong focus on contributing and growing. And like in 2012, I think it was, I had donated a school to be built in Zambia. I joined Impact Network as a board member, and uh, yeah, it was all it all came about because of a event I was at. I was in a mastermind, and one of the guys I met there, um, uh, Dan Satera, really cool guy, one of the founders of Yext. He had founded a nonprofit. Built, uh, they were building schools in Zambia and, and operating them and uh, had curriculum that they had created and everything. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I wanted to build an orphanage and I couldn't figure out like how to get past all the hurdles, the bribing of the government officials and all that sort of nonsense. So I'm like, oh, I really should just like go with somebody that has already figured that stuff out. So, yeah. Uh, donated uh, it's only like 25 grand to have a whole school built and operated for a year that's like less than the price of a car yeah so if you're thinking of upgrading your car why don't you build a school instead (laughs) might have a bigger impact yeah is it is this uh, i mean is this aspect of you this like generosity this giving nature is this something that you felt has been in use since you've been you were small you were a child uh yeah yeah uh, certainly m- all my adult life, I don't know if I recognized it as a child, but the whole time I had been running that concepts, I'd been focused on donating some of uh, my and my staff's time towards nonprofits. So we had um, helped the Carter Center, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, yeah, the Carter Center does amazing things all over the world, like uh, essentially eradicating guinea worm disease in Africa and stuff. This is President Jimmy Carter, he's just had such an impact on the world since his presidency. Yeah. Um, so I just, I had listened to an interview of him on Sky Radio, and I'm like, wow, what an amazing man. And I just essentially cold called them and said, hey, I'd love to help out. Nice. And that was well over a decade ago, uh, like 2003 or 2002, something like that. Um, I did that with the Foresight Institute just read a book called Nano by Ed Regis about nanotechnology. In the book, they talked about Foresight Institute and uh, uh, what they're doing to help um, with public policy and so forth with nanotechnology. I'm like, wow, what a great organization. So I cold called them, spoke to the executive director and said, I just want to help you guys out, no charge. Hmm. And we built um, a new website and um, did SEO for them, uh, search engine optimization, for those of you who don't know what SEO is, um, helped them get higher rankings in Google. Yeah. Did all that for free, and um, we did a little bit of work later on on, on a paid basis, but uh, the vast majority of the work that I had done over, over the course, all of it for years had been pro bono yeah. and, until you know they got a, some grant money, and they said, oh, we should you know, actually hire you and pay you something. So, yeah, I just, I've, I've, that's kind of in my DNA, I guess, I'm wired that way. And you got to meet Jimmy Carter? You know, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But what I, my claim to fame there is that I got President Carter to blog. 
Oh, you did? Okay. He was the first president to, or ex-president, you know, to blog. And my idea was, hey, you're already doing trip reports in these different countries that you're visiting. And this was early days, right? So yeah. very few people were blogging back then. Why don't you call these trip reports blog posts and now you're a blogger? Because they were essentially blog posts. Yeah. And so they did it. They started you know, a blog and started posting on his uh, trips what he was doing and people he was meeting and the, uh, the projects they were working on everything. And he was blogging. And the media went crazy, like, oh, my God, even presidents are blogging now. Uh, and they said, that they wrote me this really nice testimonial. Uh, this was the best marketing initiative or online marketing initiative we've we've ever uh, done. And it's all thanks to Stefan. And I've got the testimonial on my website <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> that's a nice testimonial. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I, but I didn't go into it thinking, you know, that's what I'm uh, after. Right, so there's a this is another Kabbalistic uh, idea is sharing. You can either do it proactively or reactively, mm-hmm. and proactive sharing is where you don't have any uh, agenda. Yeah, you're not trying to get something out of it. Like even if you give a bum on the street five dollars and you're waiting for their reaction, that is reactive sharing. That is not proactive. So if you want a blessing, if you want light from this, if you if you want yeah, if you want blessing, it just has to be no strings attached. And if the guy spits in your face, totally fine. You know, you you are spreading light in the world. And um, yeah, so I, that's what I did. Is I just went and offered my services. I didn't have expectations of getting uh, any kind of reward out of it. Now there were cases where I did do some reactive sharing like i donated donated in quotes uh, a an seo audit to target okay. in exchange for a testimonial so to have the target brand on my you know uh on my website as a client was pretty amazing back in the day yeah so uh that was reactive sharing <laughs> well i think from a when, i mean from a business perspective sometimes you know you want to do things that are going to help your business grow but i think from a personal perspective um the proactive sharing is just more in line with like you said like the teachings that you've been learning and i i think you just feel it like when 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 you when you give without expecting anything in return the nature it colors the nature of your giving yeah yeah, I agree. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the awakening that you had in India in 2012? Oh, sure. So um, so this is what happened. I was on a Tony Robbins platinum trip, and uh, we got oneness blessings from oneness monks. Uh, oneness is uh, it's non-denominational. It's um, started in India, but uh, it's kind of like the... The sugar that you can add to your tea or you can add to your coffee, you know, it just it, it works with if you're a Christian or you're Muslim, you're Hindu, uh, Buddhist, whatever. Um, and these uh, oneness monks were giving us dikshas, which are blessings. They put their hands on your forehead or like on, on your head and um, pass divine grace into you. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, yep, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm game, sure. 
Um, and I, I was agnostic, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, it's not that I disbelieve. It's just I'm not. Uh, I, I'm skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> and I had an awakening. Like everything, like it touched the God box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it was incredible. Everything was surreal. It was like I was viewing everything in technicolor. It, the the color of the grass had never been so green in my whole life like like cartoon type green yeah, yeah. it was amazing like uh, everything was glowing and beautiful and i felt just this immense amount of love just pouring over me and in and coming out of me and going inside it just i i was um I was in I was in a different world. It was amazing, and um, they say the monks say that God is not a belief but an experience. Makes sense, right? Of I mean, course, yeah. I I got that kind of intellectually when they said it, but then when I got the one, and I had gotten diksha uh, blessings before uh, at other Tony events because. Um, He's big into oneness, and um, he, like at each date with destiny, he'll uh, have a, a oneness blessing uh, thing on one of the evenings. I don't, I don't know if you saw the uh, new documentary. I, I just we were just talking about it in the other interview. I, it just came out a few days ago. From what yeah, I heard. J- yeah, just came out. Yeah, I'm not your guru, so it it's all about the date with destiny experience, which is where I met Orion. Incredible event. Uh, so I met my the love of my life at uh, Date with Destiny. That just of. that just sounds too perfect. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Well, you know how uh, life happens for you, not to you. Tony yes. Robbins says this, and I believe it. And I, I I had this amazing experience in India, and then I'm just I'm in the vortex. I am like receiving so many blessings, right? And uh, just all these miracles start happening. And I, I know that I can start asking for miracles. Mm. So the day that I met Orion, that morning, I was working on my poster board for Date with Destiny. So you probably see in the, in the movie that people are doing their, their posters and figuring out what their mission statement is and their power virtues and relationship vision, all that. So I was writing up my relationship vision. And as I did that, I was praying. I connected to the divine. And I'm praying for her to show up right away. And I'm speci- I remember specifically like, let's, let's, asking. Let's, let's get this going. <laughs> well, you know, you get what you ask for. And if you just say, well, someday I would love for, you know, the love of my life to show up. Well, if you ask for right away, you get right away if you just can't leave open-ended. Well, who knows? So I specifically asked for right away, and then 18 hours later, or no, 12 hours later, we were introduced by a mutual friend. And the event had just finished. It was all over with, and it was in the lobby of the hotel. And uh, my friend calls me over and says, you know, introduces the two of us. And an hour later, we are just like... it. A friend of ours, um, a friend of mine, uh, now a friend of ours, took a photo from above, and it looked like we had been together for a decade or something, and we had only met an hour earlier. Mm. 
18 hours later, we had said I love you to each other. Nine, day, nine days later, I proposed to her in a hot air balloon in Vegas. Wow. Where she, where she was a captive uh, audience. <laughs> yeah. That's probably that's probably the best place to to propose. Like, well, you know, you got anywhere else to go, so you know, well, make, sure, <laughs> make sure you answer this in a way that's best for both of us. Well, you know, the irony of all that is, she said no. She said, really? "I'm not. I'm not ready." That's uh-huh. so funny. Yeah, because and it, boy, that was the well, most awkward twenty minutes of all time, <laughs> waiting for that darn balloon to land. But um, you know. It made sense because, I mean, I, I had thrown all logic out the window. I'm like, this is my soulmate. Like, I had actually done a diksha. I was a blessing giver. I had learned how to do that okay. in India. And so I would given her a blessing because no, no one had touched her head during the that evening at Date with Destiny. And um, so the mutual friend who introduced us, he had given a diksha to her. And I had offered to give a diksha to her, like, I don't know, 15 minutes after we met or whatever. And what you do is you connect to your divine and you pray for the person is, um, and the, the, the more that you pray for them, the more that you want the divine grace for that person, to, uh, the, the more blessing, the more grace flows through you into that person. Hmm. So I was praying for her as if she was my soulmate and I knew. So when I, you know, I said, I love you 18 hours after we met and I proposed to her nine days later and all that. I knew because 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it was after we met, I connected Yeah. and I, I prayed for her as like, oh wow, she is, she's the one. <laughs> and now we're finally getting married. Like nine months later, I reproposed yeah. and uh, then she said yes. And now we're going to get married in Costa Rica and uh, in, in the Osa Peninsula. Very nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about what that feels like? And when you originally were introduced to her, and I'm interested in, in that very rapid timeline, but I'm also interested in what is going through you in terms of like an affirmation that, like a re- or a realization of something you requested earlier in the day manifesting itself in physical form, like right in front of your eyes. Okay, so um, I, I guess what what is your question here? What is going through your mind at that point in time? You know, I, I don't think that there's anything specific. It's just, you know, there's this idea of being in a flow state mm-hmm. and you're just, you're plugged in. And I think that I've just been more and more like that ever since I had that that spiritual experience in India. And I went back to India a couple months later and uh, Orion and I both went, went directly to oneness university uh, and to experience some other amazing connections to the divine. Um, we did this chanting for, I think it was 53 minutes nonstop oh, wow. existence, consciousness, bliss. I'm existence, consciousness, bliss. I'm existence, consciousness, bliss over and over and over again, like 53 minutes nonstop. That's intense. <laughs> Or forty nine minutes, I forget the the magical number it was, yeah. but it surprisingly it, we had uh, a, both of us had profound experiences from that. Like Ryan had an out of body experience wow. from, from that. It just sounds so simple, but it. 
I don't know, just, maybe it was the energy of being in the in this uh, temple and with the uh, uh, the monks there and everything. Boy, it was it was amazing. So yeah, I just kind of get in the zone or get you know, like into the vortex to use Abraham mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks terminology. Um, yeah, that's another really. I'm, there's so yeah. many amazing people. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, Ama, the hugging saint. I, I got my mantra from Ama. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a a junkie in the spiritual. Uh, I, I can too. see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's fascinating because uh, it's uh, you know I did not know that about you, and I, it just brings a warm smile to my face to have to see the impact that all these experiences have had in your life and have now and will now color, you know, how you live the rest of your life. Yep. Yep. And I have a big mission, uh, now that's not just about me. It's about, um, I mean, a, a lot of it needs to be about me in terms of like the buck stops with you. Like if you're trying to change the world and you don't change yourself, you 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 missed the point, yeah. right? But then um, it's not about me from an ego standpoint, and I want to make a huge impact for the world. And so my 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 next year goal is to be on Good Morning America or the Today Show with the New York Times bestselling book called The Optimized Geek. So that's uh, uh, that's what I'm working on, and it's so that I can change millions of lives and not just. Uh, you know the the number of listeners I have on my show, but to have um, mass, uh, like an on mass sort of uh, impact. Yeah. Apparently, you're pretty good at manifesting your intentions. Well, um, <laughs> working on it, and uh, it's it's not just effort. I mean, it's effort plus grace. Yes. So. Um, I recently went through a training on how to get on TV, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely learning the skills. I've gotten on TV seven times in the last four months. Okay, so it's you know you just work your way up. It's it's a uh, it's a science. It's something that you can kind of reverse engineer, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I I I think it's very doable to get on Good Morning America, or the Today Show. I'm sure we'll be referring back to this episode when you pull it off. <laughs> like, he did say on that episode of Podcast Junkies that he was going to do that, and he did it in probably less time than you you probably think is going to happen. But I think I think it just speaks to the power of being very clear about what you want in your life. And I think too many people like have this vague goal of like I want to be successful or you know I want to be on TV, and then behind that there has to be intention of like why you know. And and in your case, it seems like you want to do it because of the experiences you have and have had and you want to bring more love bring more awareness bring more presence into the world and that's really a really positive intention that i think the universe will have to stand up and take notice of and respond accordingly that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) in in terms of you know in addition to what you know what you're planning with the book and being a good morning america as you think about the the scope of your life and and how it's dramatically changed, um, you know people like to use the word legacy. Is what else is on the roadmap for for Stefan in terms of like what's left for you to to do, or where is there left for you to go that you, you haven't been yet? 
Uh, well, I guess making amends to all the people that I've hurt through my lifetime, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, that that's something that never really occurred to me until recently from, you know, just the uh, Kabbalah classes is that, you know, I've, I've, I've hurt people hmm. along, along the way, you know, just said unkind things or treated people in a way that was not caring or compassionate. And I, I need to like make amends or at least acknowledge that with, with that person. Right, so we all hurt people. We yeah. all do things, say things that are unkind or selfish or whatever. And so, I, I read recently that um, people have fear of death because of unfinished business. Mm. Right, so you won't have fear of death if you don't have massive amounts of unfinished business. A lot of the unfinished business is because we lie. We uh, say hurtful things, we do hurtful things, and we don't uh, make good or, or kind of um, just acknowledge that with the person, right? So, or we just don't, we're too afraid to show up powerfully in the world because it's it's too risky, I guess, or whatever, whatever the reason, right? Vul- so vulnerable. Yeah. So I'm being vulnerable here, and if you would ask me for an interview at the beginning of you know when I started podcasting, actually I started podcasting in 2007, and uh, I gave it up for many years. I I did it for less than a year, and I'm like, yep, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I'm too early. <laughs> <laughs> not not really a good use of my time. So if you would have had this interview with me, let's say eight months ago, it probably would have been a pretty different interview. I mean, I still would have had a lot of the spiritual experiences to share with you and stuff, but I've really come a long way just in, even in the last eight months. So who knows what the next eight months. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to have you back just to see, you know, you're capable of uh, some pretty big transformations in a short period of time. So uh, that's interesting. Um, What do you think is the one most misunderstood thing about you? Um, Well, I get kind of put in a box as like uh, an SEO geek. Yeah. And I'm so much more than that. And I think I'm starting to uh, show that with the TV appearances and the podcast that's a you know, self-help podcast. And um, even just with my other podcast show, Marketing Speak, showing uh, that my skills go way beyond SEO into conversion and you know analytics and um, Facebook and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess it's that putting me in a box sort of thing. But I, I think that I also put other people in a box too. I think we mm. all judge, yeah. and it just it brings to the limelight for me that I'm I'm judging a lot in my life because what we tended to focus on and, and feel the pain about the most are the things that we kind of dissociate about ourselves. Right. So if somebody really hates being called a liar or whatever. Um, they're probably being disingenuous in their lives or whatever, or, you know, just something that like something bothers you about a person. Like think about somebody that really bothers you. 
what is it about that person that really bothers you? Are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, someone who's not sincere in their intentions. Okay. So when have you not been sincere in your intentions? Right. Yeah, I'm sure I can think of a couple pretty recent <laughs> experiences. Right. So the, the, yeah. the, there are people that I just, they get under my skin. Yeah. And I had to think about what is it, why is it them and not somebody else and a different kind of behavior? What is it about those behaviors? Because those behaviors get under my skin, but they don't get under Orion's skin. There are other things that get under Orion's skin that don't bother me at all. Like people, like she just, really dislikes and they don't i just don't care about them i just don't not i just they don't bother me right so they just um it it doesn't really affect me it's the things that we most dissociate or dislike about ourselves that we're we're not owning kind of interesting very interesting what have you uh changed mind about recently what have i changed my mind about um Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems like over the course of your your life, uh, there's been a lot of changes. uh, I would think in the way you previously thought, and oh yeah, but not like last week or today or whatever. I mean, like if you look at how I viewed, um, like. Uh, I don't know, giving back or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like even a year ago, if you would ask me about giving back, I'd be like, oh yeah, I give back a lot. I donate all my time and do these wonderful things for, you know, Carter Center, blah, blah, blah. And what I wasn't being honest with myself about is, well, actually I'm kind of stingy when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. So I'm very giving when it comes to my time, but I'm not nearly as, as generous with my, my cash. So then I start and all growth happens outside your comfort zone, as they say. Right. That's so true. I'm like stretching myself like, Oh, this really hurts to give this $10 bill to this homeless <laughs> guy. Oh. Or this really hurts writing this big check or yeah. whatever. Like occasionally I do it like, but it, really hurt so i'm doing more of it now and it starts to hurt less but it still hurts (laughs) (laughs) but i know that i'm revealing light because i'm doing something that's outside my comfort zone that yeah that's where the growth happens yeah and and uh one thing that you can test that's a kabbalistic principle that is one of the very few things you can test and see that yep it actually works is if you give 10 percent of your income tithing, right? So you, you, you give it to organizations that will continue to spread the light, not like you give it to a homeless person who's going to use it for themselves and themselves alone, but, um, organizations that will continue to spread uh, that energy. You will get, uh, more than that in return, right? So not just intangibly, but tangibly. Yeah. Right, so I wrote a big check out recently, and I got new clients, like a lot of new clients in a row. Like yeah. not, I don't like a lot, like three, mm-hmm. which is a lot for me. Like these are consulting clients, and I got them in very short succession after I wrote a couple of reasonably big size checks, ones that made me kind of 
Wince. Smart. Yeah, wince. <laughs> But that's, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in that. It's, it's for me, uh, the explanation is like you have to continuously give into the flow, and if you do anything to interrupt the flow, I mean, it's everything in the universe, everything in nature works based on that principle. So, the extent that you can become part of it, I think, you know, whatever you want more of in life, you have to give. You want more love, give more love. You know, to your example, you want more money, give more money, and and without the intention of like, where is it going to come back? You know, just you know, like as you touched upon earlier, I think. Exactly. Uh, unconditionally and unselfishly, um, for the for it to have the best and most impactful uh, effect. Yep. So, uh, our plus. This is this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I had no idea where this was going, and uh, absolutely love uh, where it ended up. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, sometimes we just podcasting for me like you know as as i've noticed in recent interviews is like the small like impetus for the conversation starter but at the end of the day like every host has got a story and every and it's and a lot of times it doesn't have to do with podcasting there's something like deeper going on that is driving you and and then it, i couldn't have like demonstrated more clearly than in today's conversation with you yeah i <laughs> spot on <laughs> so i appreciate you stefan t- uh taking the time to come on and more importantly like being open um it seems like this is the journey that you're on um i, I really appreciate the fact that you've been like uh just willing to share like the the everything that's been happening to you um and demonstrating through your actions the impact that it's had in your life um, well, I enjoyed having uh, the opportunity to do it, and uh, like I said, it's uh, it's not always been easy, and it's getting easier. Um, but I find that I get more uh, blessings from the universe the more I'm vulnerable, and the more I'm out there just to proactively share. So uh, every opportunity is is a gift. Very cool. So where's the best place for folks to track you down? Uh, stephanspencer.com so that has links to both of my podcast shows which are marketing speak which is at marketingspeak.com and optimized geek uh, which is at optimizedgeek.com but uh, especially if they want information on seo and online marketing how to get to the top of google how to get more leads and all that ton and just a ton of resources on that website uh, on that but if you're into the self-help stuff, then definitely uh, check out Optimize Geek. And given we've, uh, now that everyone knows that Orion is part of your life, maybe you should give her a, a quick plug on her podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. And she'll be very appreciative of that too. Um, StellarLifePodcast.com. And uh, yeah, her, her main website is Orion'sMethod.com. Very cool. Well, thank th- you. thanks again for your time and hope you have a fantastic day. Yeah, thank you and you as well. I think that you might have had a, an idea of what the show was going to, what the episode was going to be like or what the interview was going to be like when I was talk, talking about all of Stefan's accolades at the beginning. I sort of alluded to it that it was going to be different. And, it, and for me, it was just really fascinating about the journey that he's been on and this interest he had in just completely transforming his life, which he did literally a total, total 180. And as I've gotten to know him over the past year and have, have now chatted with him a couple of times and we've hung out a couple of times in person, I just like him more and more. 
and I just think he's really genuine soul and you know this that whole idea of the awakening that he had in India in, in 2012 it's just like a pivotal moment for him and it's set him on this completely different path and I wonder how many people like that are, that are, you know how many of you guys have had something similar happen to you I'd, I'd be interested in those stories it feels like that's the theme for today like transformation that's really what happened with Stefan and it's been something that's been interesting to hear about and I imagine if you spend a bit more time with him just it would be interesting to ask him about it so if you do if you see him at a conference you know we're, we're fellow podcasters so we all hang in the same circles but tell him you you heard the episode here and, and you were just fascinated by the story that he was telling so I think he'd really appreciate that I, I mentioned last week that I've, I've got a new project in the works and it's called uh, pod funnel and it was really born out of this you know scratching my own own itch thing where I, I know that there's all these different ways that we can share our episodes and it's not necessarily that, that easy and it takes time and I've been I've been let me know if, if this this is this is something that relates to you or if this is something that resonates with you. I've been in my office and my wife comes home and I know that I'm not done with my podcasting tasks and I feel like, oh, I just need one more hour and then, you know, it bleeds into dinner or, or it's the weekend and it's like, oh, I just want to wrap up a couple of intros or get this recorded or, or share it on a couple more sites. And, you know, I thought, man, there's there would if, if I could do something that could make podcasters' lives just a little bit easier and save them you know, maybe if if not days, then, you know, hours with their distribution plan, then I should do that because um, it's helping me and I want to share what I've learned with others. And so I, I started, you know, putting piecing together this and I use it internally for some clients and it's, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the beginning stages. So I don't ha- have a landing page just for this conversation, but I thought uh, you might want to check it out. It's podfunnel.com. Sign up to request an invite and let me know if you'd be interested. I'm, I'm putting together some pioneers that are going to get lifetime access to it for for a greatly reduced price. Lifetime. Literally like you sign up, pay once, and that's it. You have it forever for the life of your podcast. So if you're serious about podcasting and you're looking to make an investment in something that could potentially save you a bunch of headache and uh, maybe even put you in in, uh, good standing with your spouse and save you some time to spend with your family because that's important, then check it out. We are a member, a a proud member, a prember. If I I could merge two words together, that would be proud member and I would just say prember. I just made that up. Google it. I don't know if it's a thing. Proud member of Podcastica. Check out the great uh, shows there. Um, really happy with what's going on. We've got Game of Thrones and Walking Dead coming up in the fall. Oh no, Game of, I think, um, I'm confused now. Walking Dead's coming up and then Game of Thrones, I think is 2017. But anyway, if you need to get your amazing TV show fix, then uh, check out those shows and a couple of others that we've got in the mix there. Thanks again to Cedar and Soil. Check out cedarsoil.com for some fantastic music that he's producing. He did he did the intro and outro for me now two and a half years ago. And I think he's surprised that I would be podcasting this long and talking about it and talking about him. But he's just a great guy. His name is George Abiana, a fantastic musician, by the way. So check out his music. Um, and the retention hashtag is... Uh, hold on one second. I want to tell you about how you can engage with the show. See, you see what I did there? That's like an open loop. 
It's like a cliffhanger sort of thing there. <laughs> uh, last week, I asked people to check out the show uh, or to, co- to connect with the show via SpeakPipe. If you go on the site, um, it says, uh, by now it should say something different before it said send voicemail. So I think the cool thing that it should say and probably says now is send me a voicemail. No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, shout out. Give me a shout out. That sounds like a good one. So anyway, check it out. It's the banner on the right-hand side of the page. Send voicemail. Send me a shout-out, whatever it says. Uh, I'm going to continue that this week. Um, I want to hear your voices. I want to hear what you're thinking, what you're feeling. If you're digging the episodes, if you like this specific episode, let me know. If you don't know who I am and you just want to say, who are you and why are you asking me to call you, then do that as well. I want to start playing these some of these on the air, and I'd love to uh, just hear your feedback. That would be a fantastic thing. That's it. Just one, one call to action this week. And uh, thanks for sticking out, sticking along, sticking this far. The uh, retention hashtag, retention hashtag, man, I need to drink more water, is search Stefan because uh, he's a SEO genius. So uh, uh, hashtag search, S-E-A-R-C-H, Stefan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, one word, tag, and then tag him. His Twitter account is S Spencer and Mine is podcast underscore junkies, but you kind of knew that already. So go do the social thing and tell all the people in the world you can about podcast junkies. Next week, we've got uh, more interesting people we speak to. And I need to look up who those are going to be. I've got the schedule laid out, so you're going to have to actually sit with me as I click through this list because i want to make sure i'm talking about the right person yes i thought it was i knew it was i mean i, I didn't know but i thought it was it was ellery wells Ellery's just amazing we connected at podcast movement again someone i've known for like three years and i'm like man we gotta talk and he did not disappoint another great conversation ellery ellery wells jeez that's a mouthful and uh, the conversation is uh, a mouthful as well like that see i, I Mix that in there. Okay, enough of me rambling. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And uh, tell folks about the show. And remember, speak pipe, speak pipe to me. Let me know. I want to hear your voices. Have a great day.